Welcome to Mega Strange, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Mega Strange. Today, we're talking about something that Johnny and I find fascinating. And if you clicked on this video, maybe you find it fascinating too. World's Fairs. Hey. World's Fairs. Hey. World's Fairs. <laughs> That's the level of excitement you're supposed to have when you're talking about. You're not talking about a county fair. You're not talking about a little dumbass carnival in a Walmart parking lot. You're talking about the biggest fair in the entire planet. Your country puts together a fair mm -hmm. and invites all the other countries in the world so that you can flex on them. <laughs> Make it feel like you're the best country. That is a funny way to put it. That's just <laughs> like flexing on the other countries. Yeah. That's rad. That's basically what it's all about. Today, we're going to give you a rough and tough and wild rundown of the history of World's Fairs. We're going to be talking about all the successes of mm -hmm. World's Fairs. And we're also going to be talking about the dark, twisted history of some of the most failed world's fairs hell yeah we're gonna be covering both ends of the spectrum but first i want to start with a little game for johnny okay a little trivia game for you mm -hmm. so the world's fairs are known for being the place where revolutionary technologies and innovations have been debuted okay i'm going to name three items and i want you to guess and tell me which one of these debuted at the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. Okay. All right. I'll try my best here. Three items. Here we go. Number one, the ice cream cone. Number two, the hot dog. Mm. Number three, Dr. Pepper. Okay. And you said 1904? 1904. St. Louis. Middle of America, Midwestern America. Which one of these items was unleashed onto the unsuspecting public at the 1904 World's Fair? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my fucking heart here. Okay, that sounds like Dr Pepper Country. You're right. Yes. But let yeah. me let me throw a wrench into this for oh, you. Were they all? All three oh. of them. All three of them. You, it, and you air rigged, conditioning too. You rigged it so I would always win. Yeah, you couldn't fail. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, the World's Fair is the place that gave us ice cream cones, hot dogs, oh. air conditioning, color TVs, radios, mobile phones. Oh, my God. Like, literally everything. Corn dogs? Uh, corn dogs were not invented at the oh, World's Fair. That damn. was invented in the mall at Hot Dog on a Stick. Damn. I will go into the story of uh, how some of these items were invented. Some of them were invented by accident at the World's Fair. And some of these stories are quite funny. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, I myself, I've never been to a World's Fair. Have mm. you? Uh, no, I have visited in New York. There is uh, the remnants of the 1964 World's Fair. Is that right? Correct? 1964? Yeah, 1964 New York World's Fair. That's the one that was featured in the movie Men in Black. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've been there. Uh, I have a couple of photos that I could probably pop on screen here of, uh, the globe. Um, and then I got kind of in the back area, uh, where the, there's these like giant towers that they had. Um, I think everything is just crumbling and they don't know what to do with it because it's so historic. 
uh, New yeah. York. It's historic. Uh, but they just you used to be able to just walk in there. But now I think those giant towers are are uh, going to fall any day now. So I, they, I don't think they want that. Uh, yeah, they're like liability. a safety hazard. Yeah, 100%. You know, you're going to have a couple kids climbing that staircase and then one loose bolt is going to fly out of there. Yeah. Uh, and then that whole thing is going to come down like a house of cards. Uh, there's a museum over there that is like genuinely beautiful. And there's a giant, uh, miniature of the entire state of, uh, the entirety of New York city and all the boroughs. It's really cool. There's like lights and stuff. Uh, I'll put photos of that as well. Um, if you ever go to New York again, I should show you that place. Is it worth visiting? I mean, if you're down with the World Fair, I, uh, World's Fair, I think it's really cool to see that stuff. Like that it's still there, just kicking it. Yeah. Um, I also like museums, so there's that. Uh, if it's an actual museum? There's a museum right next to oh. it, yeah. So the museum, is that uh, dilapidated and crumbling uh, death <laughs> trap as well? No, but they do have all like, they have tickets and stuff from the World's Fair. Like they have items and, and uh, it's definitely uh, really cool to see all that stuff. Like they have a, a, a case with all the um, items and, and all that jazz. You were telling me that uh, one of your favorite bands filmed a music yes. video at this place. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I Googled it to kind of get more answers, but the band, They Might Be Giants, they uh, are obsessed with that World's Fair that happened in New York. Uh, multiple songs about it, uh, multiple references, and then the, the biggest one was their music video, Don't Let's Start. They filmed it in that area that I uh, couldn't get in. Um, mm. so I guess you're not a uh, possible giant, so they didn't nope. let you in there. Uh, I hope in my mind, you are a possible giant in my heart. Oh, thank you. Uh, it, it, it was funny to me that I went there and, uh, only because I love that music video so much. My, my love for the music video outweighed my love for the world's fair. I was like, I need to get into that fucking place to see where they filmed that. This is the, there might be giants set. <laughs> also the place of a historic world's fair. I don't know why I'm obsessed with the World's Fair. Actually, you know, it's cool. I think for me, it's when I found out that some of the most like iconic landmarks all over the planet were made for World's Fairs. Mm -hmm. Like the Eiffel Tower was built as the entrance of a World's Fair. That's cool. The Space Needle in Seattle is the World's Fair creation. The uh, Super Arch in St. Louis was built for the World's Fair. You know, that's why I say every country wanted to flex on the other countries. Mm -hmm. They would always build some sort of spectacle. Uh, to like impress everybody. I think one of the most famous ones, which we will get into today, was the Chicago World's Fair. Okay. Uh, which celebrated, um, I believe, 400 years since Christopher Columbus discovering the New World. And they built this like white city that was modeled after uh, like ancient Greek cities. Okay. They built it outside of Chicago. But they built it out of like temporary materials, uh, kind of like plaster. I believe it was a substance called jute. <laughs> and the entire city burned down. So it's no longer there. But there's pictures of it and it looks amazing. We have some of those pictures here. We'll be going over them in just a few minutes in video form. It's like a video uh, like um, walkthrough of what the city may have looked like. It'll, once you see this video, you're going to get it. You're going to be like, holy shit. I wish I could go back in time and visit the World's Fair. Yeah. But, for, oh, sorry. No, what were you going to say? For me, I just always was uh, really excited about the kind of concept of people bringing out like new technology. Like I feel like it was the the CES of its time. Is that, is that the right convention? The the technology convention? The AVN convention of yeah, its time. Yeah, that's what it is, dude. 
Um, but uh, that's what I was always into is just kind of learning about like, oh, this technology was shown off here. But I know like uh, we have a lot of friends who are obsessed with Disneyland and I feel like a lot of Disneyland stuff. Yeah, me being one of them. So careful what you say. Comes from the World's Fair, I assume. Or I think, yeah, a lot of the technology that was seen at the World's Fair ended up being impl- like implicated into uh, So actually, into it's Disney. your favorite World's Fair. Oh, was it? 19- the 1964 oh. New York World's yeah. Fair. Walt Disney uh, pioneered animatronic technology. Okay. And he created, have you ever been on uh, It's a Small World? Yes. That was actually uh, an exhibit created for the World's Fair. Oh, wow. And it was so popular at the World's Fair, uh-huh. they moved it to Disneyland. That's awesome. Is it the same, like, just one-to-one? Well, they have since changed it. And this, I'm a traditionalist when mm. I come to Disneyland. I don't mind if it's old-fashioned. You know, people be like, it's old, it sucks. I don't care because I personally get a kick out of experiencing what people experienced back in the day. Yeah. I don't need it to be like jazzed up for moderate audiences. Ah, the kids these days with their TikToks and their Instagram (laughs) reels, their attention span is so short. I don't give a shit if your attention span is short. Yeah. Ride the ride and take a ride back in time. It's like a time capsule. Yeah. Um, but they've updated it. They've put like Lilo and Stitch in there. Mm. They've put Aladdin. They put all the Disney characters in there. But this is um, relatively recently. It was in like the last decade mm. and a half that they did that. So up until the mid to early 2000s, it was exactly how it was oh, wow. in 1964. And a lot of people complain about it's a small world. Like this ride sucks. This song is annoying. I myself am a purist. I've always loved it's a small world. Uh, I don't know why, even before I found out the history of it, I just kind of got a kick out of how, you know, silly and quaint it was. What do you think? Leave a comment. Are you a Small World fan or do you think it sucks? Do you like that they updated it? In my mind, the update didn't really do anything to alleviate the pain of uh, the complaints that people had, which is like the song is annoying and the ride is boring. Oh, well, now there's a Stitch doll in there. Hey, 100% different. I think that's not how I feel. I think people have grown to love that ride weirdly. But uh, yeah, I wonder. Um, you let us know what you yeah. think. Um, and that was 1964. And after that, Walt Disney, he didn't invent animatronics, but he did pioneer it. And he did almost perfect it for the World's Fair. And afterwards, he used the technology to create the Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean. And I don't know. I think he was inspired by the... Uh, grandiose size of the World's Fair and how it was like this all-encompassing thing because yeah. within a decade, he launched Disney World. Oh, shit. So I think you could make the argument that Disney World was directly inspired by his experience at the 1964 New York World's Fair. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I always in my head considered Tomorrowland to be kind of a direct correlation to uh, the World's Fair, like seeing what the future would hold. Um, and then like putting, making that a kind of area of the park, but I don't know. I'm just talking, that's, that's my head cannon. Well, there was <laughs> another world's fair in New York in 1939 uh-huh. and it's super cool. I love it. I was telling Johnny that, uh, the restaurant, I don't know if people out there are familiar with the restaurant Ruby's diner. Maybe that's just a Southern California thing. I don't know. Cause you've never heard of no, it. No, I mean, but I haven't heard a lot, but it was inspired. The theme was inspired by the 1939 New York World's Fair, and it's like all this Bauhaus-style architecture. Mm, okay. And it's very, like, Futurama-style, like, 
not the show Futurama, but they actually yeah. had an exhibit there called Futurama where they tried to show people in 1939 what they theorized the future might look like. I love that stuff. And I do kind of feel like that was integrated into the original designs of Tomorrowland. I can see that. Tomorrowland has, just like everything else I'm complaining about, been updated for modern audiences. Oh, yeah. So it's not quite the same. No. But yeah, the World's Fair. Uh, they also created something called Carousel of Progress. Yeah. Have you ever been on that? No. Uh, I, I've, I've never really got I, to explore the Florida park. But. I don't know if they have Carousel of Progress anymore. It used to be in the... I thought it was in Epcot. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, it, it used to be in <laughs> Disneyland Anaheim, but I don't think it's in there anymore. Okay. I haven't been to Disney World since I was 12 years old. Yeah. Same. So maybe it is there. Maybe I'm overdue for a trip. Who knows? Well, let me give you some background on the World's Fair. Do you know what a Prince Albert is? Maybe. You think you know, <laughs> but you probably have no idea. I know uh, the dirty version. Oh, do explain. Uh, that's for, that'll get us demonetized. So, I can't. Uh, Explain it in terms that won't get us demonetized, uh, please. It's, it's when uh, you pierce... Uh, your member. Like a member of a club? Yeah. Yeah, some sort of club. <laughs> I'll give you that. It's when uh, you, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that it? I just, um, you got me blushing over here. <laughs> um, well, uh, you're wrong. Oh. Because whatever your dirty, sick mind is thinking of, I'm referencing the actual Prince Albert. The, the guy? Yeah, the husband of Queen Victoria, who in 1851 created the first World's Fair. Oh, uh, the first World's Fair was held in 1851 in London, and it was called the Great Exhibition of Works of Industry of All Nations. And it was organized by the husband of the Queen, Prince Albert, and featured over 100,000 exhibits from 25 countries. And they built the big spectacle for the original World's Fair was this like glass palace. Okay. Uh, which I can't remember the name of here. I don't think I have it in my notes, but that's where they would house all the exhibits. Mm. Um, and I don't know, maybe there were piercing members and attaching chains to belly buttons uh, back in the day. And, and maybe that was one of the exhibits and that's where we like get the name from for your little, uh, yeah. your little uh, piercing that you have. <laughs> yeah, that I have. If, if I died and uh, my, if, if there's just a, Horrible piercing named the Johnny Weiss. I'd be so upset. Leave a comment uh, on this episode. What do you think the Johnny Weiss would be? Yeah. Piercing wise. Piercing wise. Uh, probably like piercing both butt cheeks and like. Oh, no, that's a Stevo. Yeah, that is the Stevo. <laughs> that is definitely the Stevo. I've already mentioned this, but the Eiffel Tower was built for uh, the Paris World's Fair, mm -hmm. which was in 1889. And it was originally the entrance to the fairgrounds and it was only intended to be a temporary structure it was at the time uh the largest man-made structure in the world that's cool and the attendees especially the parisians were so fond of the eiffel tower they insisted in keeping it up to this day mm -hmm. um i just find it interesting maybe that's why it looks so shitty you know it's like just a wrought iron like tower i don't know yeah i, mean, I think it looks cool you know, it, it's well, when I say it's shitty, it's like not very intricate. It looks like a temporary structure, you know, it's okay, like it's that. just the framework yeah, it, of a building. Yeah, it has like four points of structure, you know, 
Like it's very simple. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Side note, do you know China built their own Eiffel Tower? No. Yeah, there's like some random city in China and they just built an Eiffel Tower in it. Like, hey, we got one too. Yeah, I mean, we built one too in uh, Las Vegas. They built one to scale. Oh. I actually saw this music video that takes place with like this army of like blonde haired kids like rushing the Eiffel Tower. And I'm like, did they film this in Paris? Is this like a fake CGI tower? Yeah. No, they filmed it at the Chinese Eiffel Tower. There's a, this is a little side note here. Uh, I saw it on TikTok, but uh, there's a, a, a fake street in china that's supposed to look like an american street and it's fully just an instagram op for photo op for people <laughs> to act like they are visiting america this must be a thing yeah uh in china like yeah. you don't need to leave china we'll just build every other country's features here in our country <laughs> but it was cracking me up because uh there's english on the signs and uh the video i saw uh it was like this chick like posting a selfie in front of all these signs. And then like her description said, uh, really happy. I could finally visit LA. Um, <laughs> but what was the street look the, like? The street signs just said like fun way, fun uh, way, magi oh. magical circle. <laughs> like it was just like, it was just so ah, the famous fun way <laughs> of Los Angeles. You know, side note, I would love to do a future episode on Shanghai. Okay. Because Shanghai is turning into like the most uh, technologically advanced city in the world. That's I cool. mean, debatab debatably, but it kind of looks like cyberpunk. Uh, uh, 2077. Uh -huh. Like it's so like futuristic and neon. I kind of mm -hmm. want to visit Shanghai. I'm down. It looks really cool. We'll do a whole episode about it, and then we'll all want to visit Shanghai. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna just uh give you some other facts sure. here. So yeah. I'm just gonna sprinkle some trivia. Did you know that the world's first Ferris wheel was built? For a World's Fair. That's cool. No, I did not know that. That was for the Chicago World's Fair that I already talked about. So not only did they have this Colombian city, mm -hmm. uh, this like ancient Greek city in modern times for, I mean, modern for the time, it was 1893, but uh, George Washington Gale Ferris Jr., hell of a name, invented the world's for first Ferris wheel, which uh, was 264 feet tall and it had 36 cars and each car could hold 60 people. Okay. I also read that, um, I probably have this later, but the first, uh, the world's first passenger railroad uh, rail car was built wow. for a world's fair. I mean, it's like every great invention, the world's first maglev train. Yeah. I have a list of uh, inventions that debuted at world's fair mm -hmm. that I'll get to at the end of this episode. All right, let's talk ice cream. Ice cream was not invented Fucking at the world's fire. fair, oh. but I, the ice cream cone supposedly was now there is some debate about who actually invented the ice cream cone but there is a strong argument mm -hmm. that says at the st louis world's fair of 1914 an ice cream vendor was selling ice cream out of paper cups but he ran out of paper cups okay and so he ran to a nearby confect uh concessionaire named ernest a hamley cone Ernest A. Waffle Cone. Uh, and Ernest, on the fly, on the fly, improvised. Uh, he was making waffles, and he made a waffle cone. He's like, try this. Oh my God. And they put the ice cream in it, and the ice cream waffle cone was invented on the spot. I, I don't know why I can't imagine anyone else besides like Ernest from the Ernest movies doing this. <laughs> like, Hey there, Vern. Hey there, Vern. You run out of paper cups? <laughs> Ooh, try this. Let me get a waffle here. Wrap it around this cone. Hey, put your there ice cream in this. How do you do? Thank you very much, Vern. We'll see you next time. 
I fucking love Ernest. <laughs> R.I.P. Jim Varney. Yeah, gone but not forgotten. Jim Varney uh, was the guy who played Ernest. Yeah, younger audience members may not remember who Ernest is, but uh, he did a bunch of like characters. Mm-hmm. Ernest is crazy. Oh yeah, because Ernest was a character that Jim Varney made up and then did it for supermarket commercials, mm-hmm. and the supermarket commercials became so popular. This is how wild uh, the 80s were, the late 70s, early 80s. Other companies would just hire the the earnest character to advertise their stuff, too. So I think he did like Sprite commercials okay. and like tire commercials and insurance commercials. Like imagine today if uh, you know Ronald McDonald was selling insurance like, hey, Ronald McDonald's such a great mascot. Could we could. Hey, Ronald, you want to do something for yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. Today, that would be like. No, no go. The company would like lock it down, copyright it. Ernest wouldn't even be able to do Ernest outside of whatever like commercial he was uh, originally commissioned for. I've only seen that happen uh, one other time recently. Yeah. Uh, there was that dude who used to do all the Sprint commercials. Uh, can you hear me now? And Verizon hired that actor. Yeah, that was a dirty movie. Yeah, that was fucking dirty, that dude. Was fucking, that was. And he was like, mm. dude, the cell phone wars. Yeah. <laughs> Um, All right, we're going to get, I have some more trivia about the 1964 World's Fair, your favorite. That was also where they debuted the Ford Mustang. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Which instantly became uh, a huge success. And honestly, probably one of the most iconic American cars of all time. I just love this. I I, I just feel like there there was so much unity here in like coming together and, and having these World Fairs. And I just wish like we can go back to that, like all come together to just show like, advancements of technology well world's fairs are still happening well i guess american ones aren't happening right uh the last american world's fair was the last american world's fair i believe was in 1984 in new orleans and it was such a failure they have not brought a world's fair back to america since but they did do one in vancouver canada in 1986 which is the last north american world's fair Mm. Uh, and that is where they debuted IMAX theaters. So IMAX was debuted at the world's fair. See, this is fucking awesome. And, um, the, uh, most attended world's fair in history is a recent one, actually. Okay. Relatively recently. 2010. Speaking of my favorite city, it was the Shanghai. Hell yeah. World's fair in China. Um, and the most recent World's Fair, uh, I believe was in Dubai in 2022. That makes sense. They haven't done one since. There was supposed to be one this year in Argentina, which was canceled. And I believe the next one is going to be 2025 in Osaka, Japan, which I would love to go to. Oh, dude. Because I've been to Osaka and it's probably my favorite city in the whole world. Well, we got, we got some years to figure it out. Yes. Um. Yeah, so the World's Fair is overseen by an international bureau of uh, what they call the BIE, the Bureau of International Expositions, and they are responsible for seeing all the World's Fair uh, expos, and you have to be like a member country. They've actually limited the amount of World's Fairs people can do. You can't do a World's Fair like willy-nilly. The, the rule, it's like the Olympics. You can only do one every five years in your country. Okay. But it's been like, you know, 30 years since we've done one in America. So we're long overdue. I'm saying. Uh, okay. I want to go to this video now and I want to talk sure. about 
one of the most famous world's fairs in America. Let me set this clip up yeah, first. This fine. I want to show you uh, this city that I've been talking about from the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. I've said it's like an ancient Greek city that was built outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was known as the White City. This thing is so cool. Uh, this to me is my favorite World's Fair. I've always been fascinated by this because this city burned down, but allegedly people who went there were like blown away by it. And it inspired all this classical architecture in America after people went to it. So if you ever go to Chicago and, you know, like the library seems like it's got all these like pillars and stuff and there's like statues of lions everywhere. And it seems kind of like gothic and old, like a classical city of antiquity that was inspired by this World's Fair architecture. Uh, Let's go to this clip and just check out how cool this place looks. So this is like a man-made uh, lake with this like Statue of Liberty oh my God. type statue in it. And the, all of this is the World's Fair. Everything you're looking at here. Uh, you can kind of click ahead. This was like an illustration. Oh. Um, this is the other side of that same man-made, I don't know if you call it a lake or a, like a man-made canal or something. Did they make the lake for the World's Fair? Yes. That's fucking... They did. did. That's what I'm saying. It's like... Look at those fountains. They cared so much about this. This is another angle of it. This, I believe, is a photograph, and you can see those are actual attendees. I love how everybody wore black back in the day. Yeah. Like, there were no colors. Same, dude. You either wore a tuxedo or a black dress. Like, everybody was on their way or to or from a funeral. <laughs> uh, so you can see how this architecture looked. They had, like, gondolas... And you can see how this architecture kind of inspired, um, you know, like major metropolitan city architecture. You could see this like in New York now. Oh, yeah. The the New York Public Library looks just like that. Yeah. You can just let this play. Um, Here's some more gardens, some domes. Look at those domes. Look at those domes. I wish I had more information about what they were actually showing um, as exhibits of this World's Fair, but I, I actually don't know. It probably took so long to build all this stuff, too. You can comment on this, and I'm going to try to see if I can find um, any technology that was debuted at this uh, at this World's Fair. Other than the Ferris wheel, you're looking at the home of the world's first Ferris wheel. <laughs> oh, dude, Cracker Jacks were debuted what? at this World's Fair. Yeah, America's favorite uh, candy. Also, this one's great. That means the baseball song. Was this one's going to blow your fucking mind. Then. Oh, Aunt Jemima Pancake Mix okay. was debuted in this She's gone Ancient now. city. <laughs> Imagine you're like in ancient Greece, but you're trying a pancake for the yeah, first ooh, time in yeah. your life. And that shit was the mascot was probably fucking racist. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, Cracker Jacks, Aunt Jemima. I like this one's a Getty image. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we can't legally this uh, is a, use that. This is a ye old Getty image. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, photographed by Getty himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point. Yeah, it might be. Uh, I'm going through my notes looking for other things. Uh, I think that might be it. it. Cracker Jacks, the Ferris wheel, and uh, Aunt Jemima. Who's this lady? Standing next to this, like, Magic the Gathering. This looks like a Magic the Gathering card. Yeah, right? Um, I don't know. She's just on top of the observation deck. I don't know who she is. Are these photographs? I can't really tell. Some of them are photographs that have been uh, colored using AI and others are like postcards and 
um, like illustrations from the time used to advertise it. This look just looks like Italy. Like <laughs> that's crazy. This this is Chicago. You said this is outside Chicago Holy in fuck. like the marshlands. So this is just Midwestern America. I wonder if some if any of this still exists. Like any of these structures. No, it they all don't? burned down. Fuck. It all burned down. People wanted it to to make it permanent, but yeah. they, they had to build it so quickly. Like I said, they they built it out of a substance that was very like flimsy and mm. temporary. That makes sense. Yeah, because it it looks like amazing for I it know, being flimsy, right? Can you? How long do you think it would take to uh, explore all this? I don't know. I, I I'm sure people died making that fucking lake, though. There's no way. This World's Fair ran for a few years, as uh, most World's Fairs back in the day would. And so you would come, you probably spend like six months, at least three months, you know, just exploring the World's Fair. Why wouldn't you? It's like a cool city you get to live in. You could visit it every day. And then Chicago is right next door. You could have a lot of fun. Look at all those people there. This is, I'm blown away by the the concept of just like building this fucking city. This amazing, like mythical. Yeah. Um, this place existed in America. You're looking at an American city here. I wonder if uh like... The Olympics just took over as like a more popular kind of concept. The Olympics I, was happening around the same time. Uh, yeah, I assume. Yeah, but it, yeah, because it, it feels very similar. Like uh, they, people build structures and stuff for that. This is fucking cool. This is a shot from inside one of the canals on that waterway. And then, you know, inside these buildings are art museums, musical acts. Mm -hmm. Circus acts, freak shows, new technology, new foods, new candies. It's just Dude. wild. I want, I'm always confused. Like, I, I wish there was like an HBO show, like about like almost like a boardwalk empire kind of deal about the world's fair. That would be amazing. Yeah. Now the only thing not depicted here is the giant Ferris wheel, which mm. I wish I could see, but, uh, I don't know if that shows up or not, but you get the picture. Do you want me to keep this going or do you want me to, we can turn this off okay. now. Um, now I want to get into one of the dark pieces of Whoa. World's Fair history, which is that at this 1893 Chicago World's Fair, one of the most notorious serial killers in American history oh. was operating. Shit. A man named H.H. H. Holmes. I've heard that name before. Yes. He built a building for the World's Fair, uh -huh. something he dubbed Murder Castle. Oh, my God. Murder Castle. Murder Castle. H.H. H. Holmes, also uh, a.k.a. went by the name Herman Mudget. They should call him Herman Bloodget. <laughs> Sorry. He's a serial killer who is known to, he is believed to have murdered at least nine people, but that's what they charged him for. He's estimated to have killed up to as many as 200 people. Oh. He notoriously constructed a building in Chicago, which he dubbed Murder Castle, where he is thought to have uh, committed some of his most gruesome crimes. In 1886, he purchased a lot on the corner of 63rd and Wallace Street in a neighborhood of Chicago and soon began constructing a large building that he claimed would be a hotel for the upcoming 1893 World's Fair. However, the true purpose of this building was far more sinister. The building was three stories tall. Do you have a question? Oh, no. I, I just assume that this is a big inspiration on Ghostbusters. Really? Yeah, because uh, it's... Well, I mean, Dan Aykroyd lived in Chicago, and there's also, like, a building 
in Ghostbusters that's like kind of like an evil building built to like be a conduit for like demons and shit. Interesting, interesting. So, so it's just it was reminding me of that. The building was three stories tall, built with a basement, and had numerous secret passages, hidden staircases, and soundproof rooms. Oh my god. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Holmes designed the building to allow him to trap his victims and kill them. Many of them were uh, visitors, young women, who were either romantically involved with him or travelers who had come to see the World's Fair. Okay. Some of the rooms were equipped with gas lines so that he could pipe in um, poisonous gas to suffocate his victims. And other rooms were rigged with trap doors. Dude was a Batman villain. So that he could pull levers and you would fall through a trap door and hit the basement where he would trap his victims and torture them. Oh my God. Murder, some- murder castle. Murder castle. Did we touch upon this a little bit with the thought cops? Because I, I kind of have a big... I don't think they did. I don't okay. think we did talk about this. I, I, maybe you told me about this in the uh, prior because I, I kind of vaguely... I've heard this before. H.H. Uh, Holmes had an accomplice mm-hmm. named Benjamin Pitezel. Oh. And this is in a darkly ironic and morbidly, I find it morbidly humorous uh-huh. twist. Uh, he murdered Benjamin Pitezel. Oh, <laughs> his only fucking helper. For real, yeah, yeah. people just couldn't not murder. He couldn't resist he murdering just people. Could not stop. Uh, authorities later later described Benjamin Pitezel as his personal monster. Oh, because he would like do his bidding. But they his Igor, yes, his Igor. But they came up with a scheme to commit insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benjamin Pitezel took out like a twenty thousand dollar life insurance policy. And then they came up with a plan for him to fake his own death. Okay. He was going to pretend to be like some technological inventor. And uh, they were going to fake a laboratory explosion. And the plan was, we'll get a cadaver and we'll burn it. Okay. And we'll put it in the in the laboratory that you rented uh-huh. so that it'll appear as if you died in the explosion. And we'll be able to collect your insurance. Yeah. Yeah. You know what H.H. H. Holmes did? He didn't. He just, you know, just put him in there. He just put him oh in there and God. killed him. He tri- he double crossed him. They were like, "Where's the cadaver?" And he's like, "You're the cadaver." Kaboom! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but H.H. H. Holmes was um eventually captured, and Good. then the true horrors of his crimes came out. The building was demolished. Mm. It no longer stands there, but in its place today is a post office. So maybe someday we can visit the Chicago post office that stands on the former site of Murder Castle. They should have made him just like, uh, his punishment should have been like going through each of his traps. That would have been cool. <laughs> they did hang him in the gallows. Oh, so he go. did eventually fall through a trap door. Yeah. But they, yeah, they, they, got his ass. they should have like uh, pulled the trap door in his own and just dropped him into the basement. <laughs> yeah, Dude, like, how does it feel? Might as well. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, the story of H.H. Holmes is infamous. It's regarded as one of the most chilling tales of uh, a serial killer in American crime history, and it has inspired numerous TV shows and movies Mm -hmm. and books. I believe there's even a book, a famous book, called Devil in the White City about this guy. If you are interested in learning more about this 
crazy trapdoor funhouse horror house of murder. It does remind me of Saw like a lot. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like an old timey version old of Saw. Old timey Saw. Dude, oh, we said it. This gonna gave him a good idea. Like if uh, Jigsaw was like a, uh, wore a bowler cap yeah. and, and had a big curled up mustache. <laughs> Do you want to play a game, good <laughs> sir? <laughs> Uh, all right. On a, um, slightly less heinous, but also dark heinous note. I want to go through some dark, dark history of the world's fair right now. Dark news. Yeah. Um, the 1904 world's fair. We've talked about it a lot on this episode, Mm -hmm. by the way, before I get into this dark history, let me talk about hot dogs. Oh, I I thought you were going to say like, and subscribe (laughs) before I talk about some dark history, like, and subscribe. If you're enjoying this episode, share it with a friend, share it with a friend who likes hot dogs. Did you know that hot dogs, okay, they're called Frankfurters, right? Because they come from Frankfurt, Mm -hmm. Germany. Sometimes they're called wieners. Mm -hmm. And I found out that's like a bastardized pronunciation of Vienna. Oh. Like Vienna. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So they're called wieners. Hot dogs had been around for a long time. I was researching this because I, you know, I wanted to fact check like hot dogs were first invented at the 1904 World's Fair? Like, no way. Yeah. The hot dog sausage predates the modern hot dog. The hot dog sausage used to be served at the coronation of kings in Germany. So it's a royal delicacy from back in the day. Hell yeah. Which is amazing to think of, like, only the aristocrats could eat hot dog wieners and they couldn't eat them in a bun. Oh, my God. They couldn't eat them in a bun. They said to hold it? They did. That's awesome. They did. And so there's debates. Mm. It's highly contested. This is like one of history's great mysteries. Yeah. Who figured out to put the hot dog into a bun? I've heard a very similar thing with the hamburger as well. Like people like, I feel like there's debate over the hamburger bun as well. Well, we've already said we're going to have to do a hamburger episode after the wild success of our chicken nugget episode. (laughs) But listen to this. As one story goes, Mm -hmm. the idea to put a hot dog into a bun was first hit upon at the 1904 World's Fair. Let me let me skip ahead and find my notes here because this is a riveting story. Uh, Riveting hot dog story. Uh, Okay, according to one account, there was a hot dog salesman named Antoine Fuchwanger. Fuchwanger. That's. That can't be rude. <laughs> and he was serving sausages <laughs> at the World's Fair in 1904. And the way he would serve them, mm-hmm. he would give you, uh, he would lend out white gloves to the hot dog patrons so they could just hold the raw sausage in their hand. He gave them glizzy gloves? <laughs> he gave them glizzy gloves <laughs> so that they could eat the hot sausages and not burn their fingers yeah. on like the hot water and oil <laughs> that was used to cook the hot dogs. They they had to LA beast that shit. Just like <laughs> one, one go. <laughs> but the problem was that the, the patrons were taking home the white gloves as souvenirs. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. You know, when you go to like galaxy's edge and, yeah. you, and you visit like the cantina and there's like a cool little coaster, of course you're going to steal yeah. the coaster. Yeah, you're going to take it. You know, you know, if there's a cool cup you're, and you're at the world's fair, you're going to steal the cup where people were stealing the hot dog gloves. Yeah, I'm good. If you're giving me nice gloves, I'm going to steal them. Yeah, I was like, this is a really nice hot dog glove. Yeah. I could eat all kinds of sausages with this glove. I could eat a breakfast sausage. Yeah. I could eat a uh, bratwurst with this thing. Hell, I could probably eat, eat a whole roasted chicken with this nice little meat glove. 
And he was losing money. He was losing money because he was, the people were taking so many gloves. Yeah. And he, he literally didn't know what to do. Yeah. He was racking his brain. He's like, oh, these motherfuckers. I'm going to, I'm trying to do a German accent. Ich, uh, war, go, business kaputten. <laughs> they keep stealing my Frankfurters. Yeah. So his wife, behind every great man is a great woman. His wife came up with the idea. Why don't you put it into a, a French roll? And just let them keep it. And okay. thus, oh, shit. the modern hot dog was born. Uh, thankfully, she didn't do the classic uh, divorced dad fucking between two pieces of white bread. That's the worst. Yeah, it was a little bit classier yeah. back then. <laughs> so the French roll is actually the traditional hot dog bun. Okay. You know, if you want to go old school. Yeah. 1904 style. French roll. You got to pop that into a French roll. Okay. So it was kind of like a... Like a lobster roll kind of deal? Yeah, okay. exactly. Sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good sounds as like hell. The, sounds like the meal of kings bring, indeed. Bring that back. So uh, the hot dog and the ice cream cone were both invented out of like necessity because shit was getting fucked up at the 1904 World's Fair. So yeah, next World's Fair that's in America, I'm inventing the ice cream cone hot dog. Whoa. As a tribute. <laughs> All right, back to some dark history okay. <laughs> about the 1904 World's Fair. You know what else they had there? Death. A human zoo. Oh. Yeah. They wanted to show off uh, exotic cultures from all around the world, particularly African culture. Oh, no. So, and uh, uh, including tribes from the Philippines as well, which was a newly uh, colonized territory of America. And so they got a bunch of people from different tribes from Africa and the Philippines, and they Mm. put them on exhibit behind a fence and sometimes in a cage. In what was known as, uh, do I have the jail. name of it here? In <laughs> jail, it's just called a, a human zoo. I'm sure they had a fancy name for it, like yeah. the menagerie of uh, Homo erectus or, or something. Yeah. So you had Murder Castle, you had the human zoo, <laughs> you also had ice cream cones yeah. and, and Dr Pepper. So you know, it was like uh, it was a good old like slice of 1893 Americana. I feel like you can't build a giant like Greek city and not do some heinous shit in it. Yeah. Well, this was the St Louis World's oh, Fair. Okay, so mind. let's not tarnish. I guess I did say you had the Murder Castle. Yeah. That was just a few years earlier. Ooh. That was ten years earlier. This is the 1904 World's Fair. Uh. Come to find out that many World's Fairs had human zoos and many um, major cities had human zoos as well. I was going to bring this up because I, I was it part of the World's Fair where uh, America became really obsessed with like Polynesian culture, like the, where you get like tiki drinks and all that jazz. I have no idea because that feels like they, in their human zoo. They're like, here's a here's a Hawaiian person. Well, I've heard that tiki um, drinks and tiki culture has like no basis in any like uh anthropology or no. like actual cultures it's just like people being like hey i like putting sugar in my alcohol why don't we all dress in hawaiian shirts and play the bongos yeah i heard it was just like a kind of a misrepresentation of of polynesian culture and then like uh you know getting really getting really into pineapple and all that jazz yeah i mean who doesn't want to get really into pineapple and all that jazz <laughs> all that jazz Speaking of the 1964 World's mm-hmm. Fair, your favorite. We already yes. talked about how there were animatronics there. Walt Disney, uh, It's a Small World and Carousel of Progress were mm-hmm. huge successes. But I think he also helped out with uh, the Sinclair Oil Corporation. They wanted to feature large animatronic dinosaurs 
kind of like Jurassic Park, which okay. is pretty cool for 1964. Cool. Unfortunately, the dinosaurs kept malfunctioning <laughs> quite frequently and had to be repaired constantly. Um, it sounds like you're about to start a Five Nights at Freddy's fan fiction. Dude, yeah. they this might be where the idea came from. If you and the kids they, kept going missing. They also had a monorail system there, which broke down uh, constantly as well. Okay. What I find interesting is if you go to Disneyland now, they have um, a train that circles the park, and yeah. it kind of takes you through this old-fashioned mm-hmm. dinosaur animatronic like land. Okay. I don't know if yeah, that's yeah. directly. I, know exactly I don't yeah. know if that's directly inspired by the Sinclair Oil yeah. Company dinosaurs, but it's probably very similar. Yeah, it's probably the same thing. If it's not exactly the same thing, I'm sure it's extremely similar. <laughs> so, if you're interested in the World's Fair from 1964, go to Disneyland. Yeah, there you go. Ride Small World, ride the train, see the dinosaurs, and you can be like, "Oh, it's just like being in the 60s, exactly. except you know, less misogyny and." And less people in in, uh, zoos. (laughs) You're the people in the zoo now, buddy. Take a look in the mirror if you're at Disneyland. Um, Okay. I want to go through a list now of some of the technologies that have debuted at various world's fairs. Tell me if you've heard of these. The telephone. Never heard of it. 1876. Philadelphia World's Fair. Damn. The zipper. Dude. Our favorite, Jeff- a- 1893 oh. Chicago World's Fair. Do you have the names of the inventors? I don't. Okay. So I only have the inventors. I'm always just like, I assume it's like Thomas Zipper was that guy's name. Donnie Zipper. The X-ray machine. Okay. 1901. Buffalo, New York. The electric dishwasher. Hell yeah. 1915. <gasps> the Panama Pacific International. That's the California one. Uh, I think we have... I don't know. So in San Diego, we have uh, we filmed a lot of Mega 64 skits at mm-hmm. Balboa Park. Yeah. And I think that was built for, um, I, I mean, it was that the 19th. I, I need to double check that because I've yeah. always heard that Balboa Park was connected to a major uh, exhibition. I don't know if it was a World's Fair, mm-hmm. but it may have been. It may have been. I mean, the zoo's right there, too. It so. is the zoo. Yeah. The television was debuted at the 1939 New York World's Fair. The one with Futurama. Oh, yeah. Along with the modern nylon toothbrush, which uh, kids everywhere lament. I got to brush my teeth now. Did what? they not brush their teeth before then? I think they used like thistles or, uh, you know, a piece of wood or something. Coal. Yeah, they brushed their teeth with coal. The <laughs> color television was debuted in London in 1951. And uh, in 1954, we got the microwave oven. At the New York oh, World's God. Fair in 1964, we got the video phone. Oh. Which was way ahead phone. of its time. FaceTime yeah. FaceTiming in 1964. That's crazy. I know, right? Some of these blow my mind. Like they're so early. Because I know Japan ha- uh, implemented video phones very early. Um, they had like those big green things that you could kind of like see that person. Um, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I wonder if that's where that came from. Possibly. The touch screen. What year do you think the touch screen was debuted? <laughs> I'm trying to think because we did technically have them with Palm, Palm Pilots in like the 90s. 1967. Fuck. Okay. Montreal. The first personal computer. 1981. Tokyo. Wow. The world's first CD player. 1982. Osaka. To Japan. 
Uh, Epcot Center was built in 1982 at the Knoxville World's Fair. And I assume they like put it on a flatbed truck and bust yeah. it down to Florida. <laughs> have, you, <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever seen the video of uh, them carting King Kong uh, on, on the back of a truck bed? Yeah, I think that was for the King Kong movie. Yeah, it's just like his head. Just like it's fucking terrifying. Uh, anyway, uh, you want to hear some more? Yes, I'm loving this. Uh, the Plasma TV. Okay. When do you think that was debuted? 1970. 2001. Oh, fuck. You fucking tricked me. Yeah, there are some modern world's fairs yeah. here. Uh, the Segway personal transporter. Oh, I, I know that one is like, it's probably 2003. 2002. Oh, You're super close. Because I know that dude died <laughs> after inventing that. Yeah, didn't he like crash it? He, he uh, rode it off of a, a cliff by accident. A Segway. <laughs> accident. Yeah. He's like, what have I done? Goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> uh, self-driving cars, 2010, okay. Shanghai. The robotic exoskeleton. Yo. 2015. That's Milan. awesome. Dude. That's just recently. We already talked about the hot dog, 1904. The ice cream cone, 1904. Cracker Jacks, 1893. Uh, the popsicle. The popsicle was invented at a world's fair. Like otter pops or like an actual like stick? No, like stick popsicle. Okay. 1905. Damn. Imagine 1905 and they're like, try this. It's called a popsicle. They're like, this is a... And you're like, ugh, this tastes like shit. What is this? Fucking, it's just ice on a stick. This is melon and salt. <laughs> melon and salt, yeah. It's vinegar flavored a bratwurst popsicle. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about the automatic dishwasher. Here, I'll, I'll uh, rapid fire these now. The air conditioner in 1904. The electric razor. In 1939, that thing probably would have took taken your head off in 1939. <laughs> uh, it's probably like the size of a fucking blender, and you put your face into it, and you come out, and it's all like patchy, and you're fucking bloody. That's like a Tax Avery cartoon bit. Like, <laughs> you're like, this is amazing. The razor of the future. I want to save so much time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ballpoint pen. Oh, shit. Same year, 1939. Damn. The electric typewriter, 30 years later, Damn. 1964. I'm amazed that the ballpoint pen predates the electric typewriter by like 25 years. Yeah, they're like, this pen is annoying me. We need to make something that's... Okay, when do you think uh, this next one, color photocopy machine? Okay, uh, the 50s. 1964. The same year as the eight-track tape player. Okay. Which was debuted at the World's Fair. The video cassette recorder, 1970. The Sony Walkman, 1981. That fucking changed shit. Uh, it was a cultural milestone. You already talked about this, but the touchscreen personal digital assistant, a PDA, Ooh. 1986. Was that by Apple or? Uh, I don't have the creator okay. here. The hybrid electric car, 1986. Damn, we've had electric cars since 86? Yeah, that's we've had hybrids, hybrids. since 1986. So... And the world's first digital camera, 1989. That's when we got video nasties. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so there hasn't been a World's Fair in America since 1984. As I've already mentioned, it was the Louisiana, New Orleans World Fair. Um, they basically mismanaged the funds. And okay. they spent way too much money making it. And essentially, no one showed up. And it has been, you know, somebody's got to pay for this. 
Yeah, I assume it's the government. I don't think it is. Local government. Local government. Yeah, maybe it's the local government or possibly they're independently funded. I don't know who pays for them, but it was deemed to be too much of a business uh, risky endeavor and just not financially worth it. Yeah, I wonder if it's like, uh, or I assume back in the day, maybe like big corporations like Ford would, would probably like sponsor it or something. Well, originally it was put on by the, the king or oh, Prince, yeah, Prince yeah. Albert. It was put on by the royals. Okay. Um, you know, like royal families would spend their personal fortunes to have oh. these things made. It's kind of like the pyramids being built by the pharaohs. You know, yeah. they just decree like, you're going to build a human zoo <laughs> and you're going to serve uh, wieners with gloves and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a great time. But then capitalism got in the way. Capitalism took over and now it's like, hmm, I don't know, I'm checking the ledgers and having a World's Fair is not financially viable, boss. And it's like, we're not going to do them anymore. Instead, <laughs> we're going to have TikTok. It's, it's just funny to me that we're blaming it on capitalism when it's like genuinely like a, 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 like a fucking beacon of capitalism. Like, like <laughs> here are the things you can buy. <laughs> well, uh, capitalism giveth and capitalism yeah. taketh away. Exactly. And so uh, due to declining interest rising costs and the ever expanding uh intricacies of planning world's fairs they are becoming less and less frequent that's sad but they are still happening sadly not in america but 2025 osaka japan will be there mega strange will be there i think we should go check it out i'm down i should check it out if we have the funds i'm down uh Let's start the donation campaign now. Oh, yeah. Send Mega Strange to the Osaka World Fair. Please. Uh, please donate to our GoFundMe. Uh. That's everything I have on the World Hell Fair. Hell yeah. A rough history of all things great and small when it comes to World's Fairs. Thank you for grabbing all that. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess that's our episode for today. I'm down with that. Thank you for watching, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. We've already requested a bunch of comments below. But leave one more and let us know what World's Fair do you wish you could attend? Of all the ones we've mentioned today, where do you want to go? Do you want to visit that city in Chicago? Possibly stay in Murder Castle? Do you want to go see the Human Zoo and eat some ice cream at the 1904 World's Fair? Would you have liked to be there at the Eiffel Tower? By the way, there was a later World's Fair, maybe Uh like 15 years after the Eiffel Tower, where the big attraction was they attached electric lights to the Eiffel Tower. Oh, uh, it was the first was time like really dark there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this predates electricity. Oh shit. So like utilizing a fully electric, like light system was also pioneered at the world's <laughs> fair. There's so much history that's happened at these events. I just find them eternally fascinating. Same here. I hope you do as well. Hey, if you like this episode, be sure to like and subscribe. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter. If you still use Twitter at mega strange six, 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 and you can follow Make a strange podcast on Instagram. And we'll be back next week with another episode of some weird, bizarre oddity from history. So join us then. Until then, stay strange, everybody. Good night.